Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and I know it's been a minute since the last time you and I have spoken, and I want to thank you so much for following the Thrive Bites podcast. And I just want to let you know that there's good reason for that, and let me explain. In almost six months, I've been working tirelessly and diligently to helping people near and far during this tumultuous year that we've had from 2020 into 2021. And I said to myself, what more can I do to inspire and impact others? And you guys know me, I'm all about thriving. I'm all about thriving from a emotional, mental, and physical standpoint. That is the reason why I wrote Thrive Medicine. And that is the reason why I started this podcast called Thrive Bites. And so I decided that I wanted to put together a virtual summit experience, gathering over 50 speakers. That includes physicians, dietitians, fitness experts, coaches, and spanning over five pillars in teaching someone else on learning how to thrive. And I call this the Thrive Formula. The five pillars consist of food as medicine, functional fitness, relationships, community, and resilience. And the reason why I've chosen to do this is because I really wanted to give more tools, more education, and more inspiration. And letting people know that they're not alone and they don't have to be ill-equipped for life and whatever life throws at you, whether it's a curveball, whether it's an obstacle, whether it's a roadblock. And I worked really hard to provide this and I'm happy to announce that it is fully released and it's fully accessible. And you may ask yourself, who is this for and what does it consist of? This is for the individual that prioritizes their health and wellness and also wants to take charge of their own well-being. It's also for the healthcare professional and the healthcare professional student because I wanted to create a summit experience that I wish I could have had when I was in school. The summit experience has over 50 plus hours plus more ranging from culinary demonstrations to fitness demonstrations to scientific medical sessions. And we answer questions like, what is Whole Foods plant-based cooking? How do I start cooking back in my kitchen? What affects my brain, gut, and immune health? What are the tools for my own emotional and mental well-being? How can I be more of service and lead by example? What kind of nutrition do I need to give my children nowadays? To how do I navigate self-doubt, self-sabotage, my inner critic? to what are the best physical movements to increase my mobility, strength, flexibility, and function. And one of my favorites is how do I create more joy, contentment, and happiness in my own life? This summit also works like a masterclass series where you get to learn and further your education. And I do this by providing quizzes with every session and I provide workbooks. And there's also recipes and very, very special speaker bonuses. You'll also have the opportunity to join a private Facebook community to further your growth and connect with like-minded individuals. So if this resonates with you, please join us on this journey to further yourself and take back 2021 and beyond. You can find us at thriveformula.co. That's T-H-E-T-H-R number five, formula.co. And come on inside and I'll see you in there. Cheers. Hey 
Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us on the Thrive Bites podcast. This is season four, and we're so excited for you to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Colin Zhu, double boarded in family and lifestyle medicine, and I interview the best and most passionate health and wellness experts of the industry on this platform. And we talk about plant-powered living, emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And this season, we're taking it live, we're taking it on multiple platforms, and we're taking it as a Q&A discussion as well as our interviewing of our guests. So we're super stoked about this, and please remember to like and subscribe down below, and we will see you. Welcome to the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fry Bites Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You can be anywhere in the world, and I truly greatly appreciate you just spending just a few moments to spend with us. And uh, today, I have a very, very super, super special and talented guest, and the topic of this episode is uh, we talk a lot about plant-powered living, um, obviously about diet and nutrition, and also about cooking. And so I could not think of a better guest to be able to uh, have as a guest for the next uh, episode that we have, and that's making whole food plant-based easier. And uh, I'm going to give you a little intro. Um, his name is Chef Ramsey Bravo. He is the executive chef for True North Health in Santa Rosa, California. He's also the creator of uh, BravoPB.com, uh, where you can find his online plant-based cooking courses. He's the author of Bravo and Bravo Express cookbooks. Um, although he is trained as a regular chef, um, with very, very little intervention from the universe. He found himself working as a plant-based chef and has been doing it for 14 plus years now. Um, and so without further ado, please welcome Chef Ramsey. Hello. <laughs> hey, hi, Colin. Hello, everybody. How are you? Uh, we are very excited to have you back on the show. Um, you, I had originally interviewed you um, back on season three. Um, I believe it was episode 18. And there we uh, took a deep dive into your story and how you came about to, you know, go from classic to where you are currently. And, uh, you know, you've been doing so many, so many wonder, wonderful things. So how are you doing? And, you know, how's everything going on your side of the world? I'm doing really uh I'm doing very well, actually. Um, it's just now been, um, as you mentioned it, I, I thought to myself, wow, it's been a long time, 14 years there at True North since I've made the switch going from uh, regular cooking to plant-based. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I, originally I was only going to be there for like six months and then kind of move on and get back to, you know, <laughs> real cooking. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's I remember that. Years, uh, but it's been really, it's been really good. Um, I've done a lot of projects. Uh, as you mentioned, I've written a couple of cookbooks. I created a website. I started teaching um, both at work and out of work. Uh, teaching adults, teaching kids. Uh, so it's been a, it's been a fun ride, and um, it's still interesting. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's mm -hmm. still challenging. Um, 
to this day, I'm still wondering how did I end up here? You know, how, <laughs> <laughs> what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> but while I'm here, that, I'm having a good time. So yeah, yeah, no, of course, you know, while, while we're, you know, I like to say, you know, every day above ground is a good day. So, um, and you know, I, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, your gifts and talents, and that allows you to creatively express, you know, in your case, it's food, right? Um, I think, you know, that's truly a blessing, you know, to be able to do that. And even though it wasn't as what you envisioned it, um, you know, here you are, you know, you've been, you know, still at it, you've been successful. And, um, you know, I'm aware but the audience doesn't, you know, doesn't know that you've been involved in so many different projects, including your own. So, um, so let's go kind of do like a short recap of, you know, how did you make that transition from classically trained to where, you know, you entered um, as a uh, executive chef, you eventually um, ended up to be an executive chef at True North. Um, and what that center represents, because I don't think not everyone knows what the True North Center is. Um, yeah. So if you can share with us about that, please. Sure, I'll give you the, the, <laughs> the quick version. Um, like many chefs, I started in my grandmother's kitchen. She was the one that got me interested in cooking. She always seemed very happy in the kitchen. So I thought, oh, you know, I want to do that because she's always in such a good mood. Um, so right out of high school, I knew I wanted to be a chef. I went to culinary school in San Francisco for a couple of years. And then right after that, I went to um, the East Coast to do a, a chef's training program for four years. Um, in between here and there, I also worked in uh, many restaurants, uh, California, uh, in Hawaii. Um, and so I was like sort of living my dream. You know, I, I was doing what I wanted to do and what I knew I'd grow up to be. Uh, and I sort of thought, ah, you know, I'm, I'm ahead of the curve. I, I, I'm ahead of all those people who are still trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. And I'm already mm. there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but sure enough, uh, once I finished my school, I came back uh, from the East Coast back to California. And I was the chef um, for a boutique hotel uh, nearby. And I did that for four and a half years. Um, had a lot of fun cooked a lot of great food. Um, but up until that point, it was, you know, the veal and the lobster and the butter and the cheese mm. and the wine and the pizza and the foie gras and all this re rich, fatty, indulgent sort of uh, foods. Uh, and when I moved on from the, from the hotel, I was actually about to start my own business. And I thought, well, you know, I'm still doing, you know, what I want to do. I'm still living my dream. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and then along came my boss, uh, who seemed like a nice guy, and he is a great guy. Um, but he had this sort of project. Uh, he was moving from a facility up on a hill somewhere to a downtown location, a much bigger facility. The, it was going to be a brand new kitchen. Uh, and he needed a chef, uh, but the whole thing was just odd. It was weird. It was like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's vegan. Uh, and then right away, I'm like, eh, <laughs> vegan <laughs> for regular chefs. That's like the most unsexy kind of thing. Uh, although it's picking up, you know, it's it's starting yeah. to get information. So, uh, but back then, you know, 14 and changed years ago, I was like, eh, vegan, no way. 
Um, but for whatever reason, I, I, I talked to him like three times um, before I got hired. And it was like, you know, brand new kitchen, brand new facility. And that always, as a chef, it always sort of sparks your interest because, uh, at least for me, you know, like, to be able to set up a brand new kitchen, that is a fun project. That is like mm. a, you know, everything is going to be new and shiny. All the toys are going to be out of the box kind of a thing. Uh, so that kind of kept my interest. Um, but then he like started to <laughs> tell me this thing about, well, you know, we're vegan, but we're also, uh, we don't do any um, sugar. And then <laughs> I'm thinking, this guy's crazy, you know. How can you not have sugar? Where where are the desserts going to come from? Uh, but I met him again, you know, and then he started, you know, talking uh, money. And then at the time, my daughter was uh, only two years old. Yep. Uh, and though I had like every intention of starting my own business, I thought, man, you know, she's only two. Yeah. Could get rough for a while. I, I <laughs> this this kid needs to be fed. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I thought, mm -hmm. well, you know. Uh, it was going to be, I was going to start up my own catering business. And I thought, well, what if I learned a little bit of vegan? Because up to that point, my understanding of vegan, you know, somebody coming in and asking for a vegan meal, it was like, well, give them some rice, give them some vegetables, and hopefully they won't come back, you know, because we don't do that stuff here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I thought, well, what if we, what if I learned a little bit um, and I, I just, work on a few things so that I can increase my own repertoire. And mm. six months later, you know, I'll get out of there and I'll go back to, you know, being a real chef. Uh, and then the next time I meet him, he's like, oh, by the way, we also don't do any oil. You know, and I'm like, oh, man, that's... <laughs> do that. you know, like, yeah. every time you saute something, you fry something, you, you start with a little oil or butter or something. Yep. Uh, and then I meet him one last time, and then he drops like this big bomb shell on me. He's like, "Oh, by the way, we also don't do any salt." Yep. Yeah, and I thought he was just loony, you know, like the one of the very first things, and you know, like that gets ingrained in your head is make sure all your food is properly seasoned. Seasoned. Otherwise, yep. you're going home for the day, and everybody's going to know that you can't season your food properly. Mm -hmm. But suddenly, I can't do that because. You know, this guy is telling me I can't use any salt. Um, and I don't know why, Colin. To this day, I'm still wondering <laughs> what triggered me to say, sure, I'll take the job. <laughs> but yeah, because that's like a follow-up question. I was like, what is it that kept you, you know, still going for it? You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, honestly, the, the biggest thing that I got was your daughter. You know, I remember that distinct, you know, story that you shared. You're like, you know, I you know, you care for your daughter so much and, um, you know, hopefully she's doing very, very well and uh, maybe you should yeah. thank her for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, partially, yes, my daughter, she's now uh, almost 17, taller than me, very proud of me, I'm very proud of it. Uh, <laughs> but it just seemed like such an odd and like yep. surreal thing that I just, it was almost like, let me see just how far this rabbit hole goes because it's just so it's curiosity. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was, really. Yeah. Um, and it's been such a blessing, really, because I um, right away, I, I think I might have mentioned this last time. I, I lost a bunch of weight. You know, I lost about 30 pounds. I was mm -hmm. 
Definitely, definitely overweight. Didn't have a lot of energy. Uh, lost about 30 pounds and I wasn't really trying. It, I was mm -hmm. just, you know, sort of doing my job, tasting the food, making sure it was to mm -hmm. the standards. And suddenly 30 pounds just sort of fell off. Mm -hmm. And then that curiosity just gave on. Like, huh, there's something to this. You know, it's mm -hmm. not what I trained for. It's not what I envisioned myself. This is not the dream that I thought mm -hmm. I'd be living. Mm -hmm. But Totally it's opposite, just, you know, if anything. Yeah, really. And uh, for one reason or another, I just kept, I kept going. You know, uh, I started working on the first book and um, that was a big project in itself. And uh, yep. by the time that was done, it, it had been a few years and I could see all the healthy changes that I was helping with, uh, uh, with all mm -hmm. the guests coming in and yep. how yep. good a shape they were, you know, leaving compared to how they uh, came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was that constant sort of struggle. It's like, man, I really need to get back to real cooking. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yet I'm looking at all these people whose lives have been transformed. Yes. Yes. And it's like, it was like, what, you know, what do I do? You, you, you have, um, you have pretty much two things that positively reinforce from my perspective. Like one, if you were a quote unquote regular chef, you pretty much just have, well, you can probably count three things, right? Like if you're talking about critics and, you know, um, write-ups and features and stuff like that as being a third reinforcement. But, you know, people would walk out of a said restaurant, either, you know, give my compliments to the chef or you'll hear it from, you know, the front end of the kitchen, whether it was good, not good, whether we have to make adjustments. But the fact that you're able to contribute largely to health changes for them is a huge like positive reinforcement, um, at least in my eyes. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, um, and I'm sure they'll tell you like, okay, whether it's something is tasting good or not tasting good. And you're like, wow, this actually, you know, does work, which what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, it's funny because a lot of people, you know, when they compliment me, it was like not the same type of compliments. It's like, mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I hear this a lot and it still doesn't register correctly because people will tell me you, uh, you sit, you're saving my life. You saved my life. Mm. And I'm, you know, in, in my head, I'm like, all I did was just cook some rice and vegetables for you. You know, mm -hmm. granted I made it look fancy as, as fancy as I could and make it as tasty as possible. But in my head, it's still just grains and yeah. vegetables. But yeah. people are telling me, you know, you, you saved my life. Yeah. For a, for a while, I, I didn't even know how to respond. It's like, uh, thank mm. you. Yeah, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not your typical, that's not your typical, you know, um, customer feedback. I totally agree with you. That's, yeah. um, that's something, you know, typically, you know, uh, we would like to get as physicians. <laughs> right, right. That's one of the doctors. Yeah, exactly. And I remember from the original episode, uh, you know, you had said that you didn't, you didn't, you didn't have like actual consistent healthcare. Like you didn't have a doctor at the time and you were, I guess, self-diagnosing yourself. You, you know, you knew that you had weight, you didn't know whether you had, you know, diabetes or pre-diabetes or something like that. But like, it just, everything was, you know, you felt better. The energy was there, you know, you lost a lot of weight. You just felt really, really good. And, I think that continued a domino effect for you, that kind of uh, curiosity for you. So it's, I think the combination of your own health and then seeing it and others, because 
um, people who don't know what the true North uh, Center is, it's it's like a it's like a retreat, but and it's like a health and wellness retreat. But th- I think that's even an understatement because there's so many services there, right? Um, and a lot of people who get really really sick or have really chronic issues for a long time, um, you know, end up there, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I we treat people with all sorts of uh, you know medical issues from uh, <clears throat> weight problems to high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, um, even cancer patients, mm-hmm. um, and we don't necessarily save everybody's life. You know, I don't I don't know because I'm not part of the medical team. I I don't follow up to how well people do once they leave. Um, mm-hmm. But just in the time they're there, uh, from what what I see from my own eyes and from mm-hmm. uh, the way they move, the way they talk, the way they, you know, their whole energy, I yeah. know that we do a tremendous work. You know, they often it's like mm-hmm. they lose a lot of weight for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, you know, my blood pressure is back to normal. You know, I don't have to take all this medication anymore. Or you mm. know, the, the skin clears up for them. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of great things, and like you said, for myself, um, not only did I drop a whole bunch of weight, but my energy went way up. So mm. I knew that it was definitely a, a good thing. Um, yeah, and I think you also had you also had the advantage of seeing them more frequently as opposed to like a returning customer that really loves their favorite restaurant, right? Because it's a retreat, right? Correct. Because aren't people able to uh, stay there? Yeah. So it's, um, we run really like a hotel. You know, people come in, mm-hmm. they check in, they get the room. Uh, and then mm-hmm. it's my job to, you know, feed them uh, mm-hmm. three, four times a day, depending on what program they're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if they take part of the fasting program, then we just, you know, the doctors mm-hmm. kind of uh, monitor them twice a day. Uh, the average day is about, couple weeks probably so you know we definitely see big changes in you know day one to day 14 mm-hmm. like oh wow you know he or she lost a lot of weight and you yep know, mm-hmm. the cane's gone they don't need the cane anymore or the, the scooter or whatever the case amazing um so yeah it's it's a big you you can't deny what you're looking at and you know the big changes that happens for yep. people yep. Uh, and then it all goes back to well it's just the food you know, yeah, it's, it's a very different it's, way to look at it. Uh, it's it's the magic. It's the magic, and uh, you know, you're 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 the wizard. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if people want to find out more um, about that, it's such a great you know you're you're doing wonders for it. I'm so glad that you know you know, your, your boss, uh, decided, you know, to choose you and, you know, you continue with that curiosity. So definitely kudos to you for that, because I feel like, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, you can be, it's not all people, but sometimes like, you know, if, if you're not open enough, you know, um, you don't know what those types of possibilities and opportunities can lead you to and, you know, look where you are. So. Yeah, no, that's been good. Like I said, you know, I'm still curious about it. You know, once I <laughs> embraced the whole true north way of cooking, then I thought, well, you know, how else can I take it further? Yeah. Uh, and then about three years ago, that's when I started. I created the website, uh, and then we just kind of got rolling. 
Um, okay. First cooking course, the second cooking course, uh, and then just recently, a, a week ago, I released the third one. Nice. Um, this one is more of a you know healthy mindset kind of approach uh, mm -hmm. for this particular course, uh, but it's it's all fun you know. And then uh, True North, uh, they trimmed down the two big trees in the courtyard, and we're gonna uh, increase the outdoor eating space. Uh, the boss was talking about setting up an outdoor uh, grill sort of cook mm -hmm. stove top area, uh, gazebo, you know. So nice. The facilities are you know getting updated you know the the approach at least for me the food is getting up, to, up you know upgraded so it's it's a it's a great place to be really. definitely definitely i'll uh, definitely pay you a visit sometime so um so i don't want to take away so we have a culinary demonstration today and um you know we're going to be focusing on the sos free um of whole food plant-based cooking and so um, you know, explain a little bit about that and what you're going to be demonstrating uh, for us today. And uh, I'll let you have, I'll turn it over to you. Okay. Uh, so what I'm going to be making for you today is a edamame bean and kale salad with a mango ginger dressing. That is the dish that's going to get put together. So I'm going to demonstrate the salad, the dressing, and then put them together. Uh, and then the SOS free style of cooking, which is um, how I do what that means is that I don't use any refined um, salt, oil, or sugar. Uh, if there's natural sodium in the food or natural sugar in the fruit or natural oil in the uh, <clears throat> nuts or the seeds, that's perfectly okay. Uh, just nothing that comes out of a, you know, like a, a bottle, like a olive oil, you know, pouring down onto the dressing or any, you know, powdery substances. Um, that's sort of the, the approach. As long as it's within the food, then it's okay. Anything that's refined, then that's, you know, we leave that out. Um, so I'll get, I'll get going for you. All right. I want to show you here. I have the kale here. And so, you know, after a while, I kind of figured out that, you know, having been a, a real, a, not a real, but a regular chef for a while, um, that was actually going to help me quite a bit uh, because the principles of cooking, you know, it, those didn't change. Uh, you know, a chef's job, number one job is to whether he's making a kale salad or whether he's cooking you a uh, ribeye steak. His number one job is to make a delicious dish that somebody is actually going to eat and be happy um, about it. So once they taste it, they're going to be like, oh, man, this is really good. I'm going to actually finish my whole plate. If the kale salad does not uh, meet that goal, or even if the steak is not cooked uh, properly, and the person tastes it, I'm like, oh, this is not very good. I don't want this. You know, push it off to the side. Um, then, you know, mission failed kind of a thing. Uh, so really, whether I'm cooking you know, this SOS freestyle now or back when I was doing, you know, the regular food, um, the, the goal is still the same, you know, make something delicious that somebody wants to eat. Um, so, you know, that was, that was good. Um, and the approach is still very similar in order to achieve that, uh, you know, making somebody that, uh, a dish that somebody wants to eat, 
the approach is, you know, put a combination of colors, flavors, and textures so that visually it's enticing, uh, flavor-wise it's enticing, and the combination of different textures is also pleasing to the palate. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, same, same approach, whether, you know, steak or kale, same thing. So right now, what I'm doing is sort of cutting my kale leaves in half. And now I'm going to do a shredding of them real quick here. And so the approach is kale, something that is green, leafy in texture, and also it's got this sort of salty um, flavor. And so that's my starting point. And then from there, I just have to continue to build upon what I have. What that means is that my next ingredient should be something else other than green, leafy, and salty, okay? Because if I do something else that's sort of the same as kale, I haven't really added anything to, to the dish. And so, now that I have my kale here, I'll show you the bowl. If you looked at this and I said, well, would you like some of that? You'd probably be like, uh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> there's nothing interesting about that. It's just greens on a bowl and it looks dry and uninteresting. There's nothing, nothing cool about it, so to speak. And I would say, okay, I totally understand. I totally agree with that. Um, but let me see if I can entice you with something else. So I'm going to now add something that's more on the uh, tart side, red. Uh, and it's got a little bit more of a crunch to it. In this case, a red bell pepper, which... I'm going to cut here and unroll so that I can pick up the whole core and the seeds are not bouncing all over the place. Now, okay, I'll add that to the bowl. And bottom here. And I'll repeat that for you. So bell peppers, I cut the bottom, cut the top, and then I insert my knife somewhere in there. And then basically I just stick the knife and then I'm unrolling it with the other hand so that I can remove the uh, center of it and again I got all the seeds right here and they're not all over the cutting board. I'll cut this guy in thirds, stack them and slice them. Okay. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. On my podcast, we talk about eating and cooking and living from a whole food, plant based approach. And between my patients, clients, and my audience listeners, I get a lot of questions of, hey doc, how do I get started on how to set up a kitchen? Or what should I buy? What should I make? Is there something beyond a salad, broccoli, and a smoothie? I know in our fast paced life and during a pandemic, it is much more challenging to be able to teach yourself and learning how to cook. And so I partner up with Listenable, who is a leader in audio educational courses that are bite sized. And I went ahead and created a course on how to get started on a whole foods plant based lifestyle. And in this course, I put in my best tips, tools, and tricks on everything that I've learned on how to get someone started to eating more plants, getting healthier for you and your family. I talk about how to set up your kitchen from the pantry to the fridge to the freezer to how to navigate the supermarket to what kind of utensils and appliances one needs to have to what do we need to make, how to meal prep, what kind of cooking techniques there are, and what exactly is Whole Foods plant based. And I'm able to make this course over 10 lessons. Each of those lessons are less than 10 minutes long. And you'll be able to finish this in an hour. You could even do it while commuting, exercising, or even walking your dog. And in addition, you can choose from over 3,000 plus original audio lessons created by well loved experts. Just use the coupon code ColinZu, C O L I N Z H U, on listenable.io, and you'll be able to get 30% off a year of Listenable. So definitely check that out in the show notes and check out the course on how to get started on a whole foods plant based lifestyle. And I'll see you there. Thanks for listening. And now back to Thrive Bites. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Take that. Couple pieces here. Chef, what could you do with the seeds if someone wanted to save the seeds? Uh, the seeds, if you want to save them, uh, I would use them for uh, vegetable broth. Those mm. you can use for that. Okay. So now I have my kale and milk peppers, and I'm going to stir them, and then I'm going to show you. And then I might say, hey, how about now? Would you like some of that? And you'll say, no, I still don't want that. Um but it looks like, what, you got some bell peppers and some greens? And they're like, yeah, I got some kale and some red bell pepper. I got something that's salty and green along with something that's red and sort of tart. Um, and you'd be like, oh, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I, I still don't want any. said, okay, no problem. Let me add some um, edamame beans here. Uh, this, by the way, I, I left a little bag in here. Uh, as a chef, you'd probably be like, well, let me, you know, buy them raw and then cook them and then shell them. Or if you are not uh, <laughs> a professional chef, you can also say, well, let me just buy them already pre-cooked and, you know, in a bag and sort of ready to go. And that's actually much easier. And that actually is more enticing for me to do plant-based because I'm not doing, you know, all that extra work. And now... I'll say, how about now? Would you like some of it? <laughs> and you'd be like, well, 
you know, all kind of, no, no, I don't know. It looks dry, you know, it looks interesting. I see the different colors, different shapes, but it just looks dry, you know. My brain is automatically saying, you know, doing a cost-benefit analysis. If I have a bowl of that, I'm going to have to chew so much in order to get enough saliva incorporated in there in order to be able to swallow it. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to pass. And I said, okay, no problem. So let's fix that problem. So now I have some uh, mango here with a hint of rice vinegar. So this gives me sort of a sweet and sour kind of combination going on here. And I know that's gonna go well with the saltiness of the kale. I'm gonna get some uh, apple juice in here just so that I get some uh, liquid incorporated into the dressing so that it gives me the volume that I'm looking for, right? Um, so as you uh, ask me about, um, explain this SOS free thing here. Say, okay. Salt right here with the uh, with the kale, and then the oil. I am substituting oil, which normally in just about anywhere USA, uh, a dressing is one part flavor. So in this case, it's a mango ginger dressing. So that would be twenty five percent of it, and then seventy five percent of that would be oil, um, because if you looked at a recipe book. Uh, most dressings would be like, well, add this much oil to it. Uh, or if you even bought it at a grocery store, most dressings are mostly oil. Um, my approach is my dressing still needs to be flavorful, okay? Uh, I'm going to do it without oil, but I still need that consistency. It still has to act like a dressing. Uh, it, has, it still has to have that viscosity uh, of it. Otherwise, if it's too thick... People are going to have a hard time sort of pouring it and be like, ah, oh, this is, you know, too much of a pain. Or if it's too, um, too runny, you know, they're going to pour it on their salad and it's just going to go all over the place and be like, oh my God, what is this? You know, I don't want my salad swimming in the liquid. You know, I, it's, it's got to be a dressing. It's got to act like a dressing. Okay. So by removing the oil and adding the apple juice, uh, and using the ingredient, the mango itself, as a thickener, I can make this look and act like a dressing, like a regular dressing. And then I mentioned that it's a mango ginger dressing, so I got to get some ginger in there as well. I know that if you're familiar with ginger, you might be looking at me going, what the heck is he doing? Uh, I'm showing you different ways in which you can peel ginger. Uh, you can cut with a knife, as you just saw me do. You can actually use the back of a of your uh, knife to scrape the skin off. That also works. Um, you can certainly use a peeler. Uh, you can even use a spoon. A spoon will also work to to peel uh, that skin off. So multiple ways to skin the, uh, the ginger here. If you're not big on ginger because you're like, oh no, you know, ginger's just a little too spicy for me. It's too intense. Um, 
yes, by itself, ginger is too much. You know, you couldn't necessarily just be like, oh, here, chunk of ginger. Let me just pop it like a, you know, like a piece of candy. However, if, you know, again, if, if ginger is like too strong for you and, you know, you're looking at me putting, you know, a pretty good amount of ginger in here, you'd be surprised how much more ginger you can actually eat because I'm pairing it with something that's very sweet. So now this is something that's like sort of sweet and spicy really, because that's the, the flavor profile of the dressing. So it's not like they cancel each other out, it's they, they complement each other well. Um, mm -hmm. They sort of mellow each other out where like, you can only eat so much mango, nice ripe mango because it's, oh, Eventually, it's going to be overwhelming. It's like, ah, oh, this is just sweet enough, you know, sugar rush kind of thing. And again, the ginger is like, whoa, too much spice. But put them together, you can just, you know, keep going and keep going because those flavors are, you know, creating a great combination. Okay, so dressing. So now, as I was talking about that sort of viscosity to the dressing, I take a little bit of a spoon and I check it and you're like, yeah, that's you know, sort of a, maybe a little bit thicker than I wanted to, but that's okay. It's not too thick. And then I taste it. You're like, sweet, mango right away. And then boom, this sort of wave of ginger kind of hits me. I'm like, ah, you know, neither is, overwhelming. Sort of the last touch to this particular dressing is a little bit of uh, sesame seeds, which I'm going to put in a blender. And now at this point, I'm not really blending. I'm just sort of mixing it, mixing them in. It's more like I'm just incorporating. So there's that. I taste again and see what happens. We go, okay, ginger, or, uh, mango, sweet. And then this nice wave of ginger. And then rather than it just sort of falling off and be like, okay, done. At the very end, there's this like lingering effect of this toasted sesame. And it just sort of prolongs, it gives me a nice finish. And I'm like, oh wow, that was actually quite tasty. And then if we incorporate it into the salad, Perfect. Now I blend it all in. I mix it all in. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it. I'm like, ah, could use a little bit more. Okay. So now if you think about it, I ended up maybe with like two cups of dressing that I'm using for this. A regular dressing would have been like a quarter or a half a cup of the flavors, the mango and the ginger, and one and a half cups of oil, whether it be canola or olive oil or whatever. So that's a, a big, big amount of oil that I'm not incorporating into this dish. And because I'm not using all that oil, 
uh, I'm actually able to not add salt to this and still get a lot of flavor out of it because again, uh, imagine that these are your taste buds and you're gonna put this dressing that's three quarters oil. Well, the first thing that's gonna hit your mouth is that oil and so now it's, there's like this sort of blanket over your taste buds and then your, you know, your taste buds are going, ah, oh, man, I can't register what this, you know, what the flavor is here. And so the chef would then add a bunch of salt to that so the flavor gets through and the mm -hmm. taste buds are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel it now. It's mango ginger. But if we just don't use that oil, you know, we remove that blanket, that dressing hits your taste buds and right away you're like, oh, mango ginger. Awesome. I like that. Mm. And no, I don't need any salt because I can taste it. It's all flavor. Instead of 25% flavor, 75% oil. Okay. And now I show you again and I say, hey, how about now? Would you like some? And you're looking at it. There's all these different colors, different shapes. And you see the sort of shininess of it because the dressing is on there. You're like, oh, it's wet. There is dressing. There is flavor. Uh, it's not going to require a whole lot of chewing to get it, you know, get it down. So, yeah, you know, give me, mm -hmm. give me a bowl. And <laughs> then you taste it. And then there's all these different combinations between the sweet and sort of spiciness of the dressing with the saltiness of the kale and that little bit of crunch there from the edamames. So there's all these flavors going on and there's different textures and you're like, oh, man, this is really good. Uh, and so, you know, mission accomplished. Put mm -hmm. a dish together that is flavorful, that somebody's going to like and enjoy and actually want to finish. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's very similar approach to regular cooking, yet the, the goal in mind is very different because, again, you know, we are doing an SOS freestyle uh, where it's still... It's still healthy, uh, but it's enjoyable healthy. It's flavorful healthy, and it's sustainable healthy. Mm -hmm. At the end, I will continue to eat this way. I had it once because the doctor said to, uh, and now I'm just going to go back to my regular food. Yeah, yeah. Why do you feel so? Number one, thank you for that A beautiful presentation. Um, my first thought would be, why does the food industry, you know, um, if we're not making dressings like, um, you know, at home by ourselves, why, why do you feel like it's that kind of ratio in terms of ladling on so much oil, three-fourths oil? Is it a cost thing? Is it a flavor? Like, are we hiding something? Like, why do you think the food industry does it like that? I think part of it is it's always been done that way. Um, mm. You know, for most dressings, anywhere I, I've been, you know, restaurant, hotel, uh, grocery store, everybody does it that way. So it's sort of like, well, this is just the way you do a dressing, you know, mm. high level of oil. And, and there is some advantages to it, um, Colin. If mm. you are a um, food company and you're trying to sell dressings, um, by adding a, a, a good amount of oil and a good amount of salt in there, you prolong the shelf life. Um, mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. this guy here, four days later, five days later, yep. you know, this will be, be done. You know, that's, yep. <laughs> that's the drawback of fresh food. It goes back. Right. Um, right. Right. But if, you know, if you are in, like I said, a, a 
food uh, retail business, you know, you want the shelf life of your products to be there so that you can manufacture it, bottle it, ship it, and it sits there on the shelves and, you know, mm -hmm. it's still good for a while and you still make your money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think part of it is just, it's been done that way. Like sauteing, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look up the definition of sauteing, almost word for word, it means to cook something in a little bit of hot fat. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's always been done that way. You know, mm -hmm. th this particular knowledge, how to saute something, has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And it's always like, well, get a pan, get it hot, turn the, you know, the stove on and make sure you get your olive oil in there or your butter or your lard or your duck fat or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait for it to get hot and then you put your item on there. And because it's been done that way for centuries, people say, well, that's the way you do it. Mm -hmm. And um, the way I do it <laughs> is similar to that, except we skip the hot fat part of it and then everything else we do the same. Mm -hmm. And when I do it, when I say this to people, they're like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, you're, 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 you're missing a step. It's such a huge, because everyone's yeah. so used to it. They're like, is that the whole point? Yeah, you know, when, like, you, when you take it out, you're like, is that the whole point of it though? <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, how is that sauteing? Like, yeah. well, you are cooking it in a pan and you, you know, stir it. They're like, yeah, but if you remove the oil, it's going to stick, it's going to burn, yeah. it's going to explode, it's going <laughs> to, it's not going to yeah. be right. They're like, well, yeah. let me show you. Uh, yeah. And then I go and do the demonstration. Uh, they're like, huh, you can actually saute without oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and because just like in the dressing, if you don't use a whole bunch of oil, mm -hmm. you don't put that blanket over your taste buds, you don't mm -hmm. need as much salt. And mm -hmm. with your with your stir fry or your sauteed yeah. greens or whatever the case may be, it's it's interesting how things just follow one after another. Like what you said with the oil covering that, and then you're like, oh, it needs more. I have to add an, another, you know, uh, ingredient. You know, um, it kind of makes me think of an analogy of how we, you know, sometimes with medications, there's side effects with every medications, and you know, we've gone to a point in our society and our healthcare system where we have to give. Uh, a medication to treat the side effect of the other original medication, Correct. you know? So in a way it's kind of like a similar analogy and um, it's just, uh, it's interesting how no one questioned, I wouldn't say no one, but how it's infrequently questioned on how things are done. And to me, cooking techniques are more about, you know, the actual skill and, and less about the delivery, you know what I'm saying? And just the medium makes a difference. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a huge thing. So, um, and also to add to another point about the dressing, um, it's cheap canola, which is typically used soybean, which is typically used that those are cheap ingredients. Those are cheaper ingredients. Yeah. And you know, like for example, the mangoes, you have to get them just right. If, if you're going to make a, a large batch of it, you have to get, you know, eight nice ripe mangoes yeah if you do it the other way it's going to cost less because the canola oil is going to be cheaper than those extra six mangoes and in yep. that case you only need two ripe ones instead of eight mm. um, so you know depending on <clears throat> your point of view and what you're trying to accomplish there are disadvantages to uh, doing it this way uh, but from my point of view where you know i still want it to be very flavorful but healthier um, 
then this is the way to go. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, a question. I put it on the on the white. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, and I presume that you still cook like this for yourself whenever you come back home to yourself, chef. Yeah. Um, truth be told, Colin, I, I actually don't cook very much at home um, mm. because I'm, I'm at work 10 hours, 12 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I hear you at home and be like, oh man, I want to cook some more. <laughs> <laughs> you probably go home and you don't want to treat any more patients once you're yeah there. yeah right. yeah 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 exactly exactly so, um, um, take food from work and then i'm like oh this is this is happy you know this is yeah yeah good well i mean you i mean it's um I think it's also different, you know, there's an advantage to your situation where you became the lead, you know, entering into a new establishment or a newer establishment. Whereas I think like if you entered into like a hotel chain or, you know, a restaurant chain, there's going to be other cooks and chefs, you know, in the kitchen with you. And so, you know, that encouragement for yourself may not May have may may have waned, you know. what I'm saying because your environment is vastly different. Whereas you're just kind of like, you know, you by yourself, and you're like, wait, you're questioning yourself, but like, there's no one reinforcing that in a negative way, right? So I think that added to it. So it's just you know how life works, you know, being there at the right place at the right time, and um, you know, I'm just very very glad that that center and all those patients have had you. Uh, lead them, you know, for so many, you know, uh, almost a decade and a half now, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love it. I love it. Um, so, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out. Um, please let us know how can people reach out to you. Um, I know you're working on the, the your, you you had the third course, um, you know, um, all already out. Um, what can other people know about your products and services? Yeah. Um, so if you want to check out my website, uh, it's bravopb.com. You can see there in my logo here. Uh, so Bravo is my last name. PB stands for plant-based, not peanut butter. <laughs> not peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. So uh, bravopb.com. You can sign up for my online cooking courses. Um, very similar to what I just showed you here, uh, where I explain uh, – sort of how to put um, flavors together and how that combination works. Um, and in there say, well, you know, if you don't have a certain ingredient, it's not the end of the world. I'll just give you like a 10 second kind of thing here. If you don't have kale, you can do collard greens. If you don't have edamame beans, you can do lima beans. If you don't have uh, bell peppers, you could do cherry tomatoes. If you don't have uh, mangoes, you could do peaches or persimmons this time of year. Uh, and the end result is still going to be a nice, flavorful, delicious salad. Um, mm -hmm. So all of that sort of comes in with the, my first two um, cooking courses, um, simple techniques to plant-based cooking, and then advanced techniques. Uh, this last course that I just uh, put together and got released a, a week ago, it's more of the healthy mindset uh, kind of thing. Um, so circling back to True North for a second, uh, I could see people really enjoying the food, um, making great changes uh, in their lives. But sometimes we would see those people sort of return uh, mm -hmm. and they just kind of regress back to what they were the first time they came in. Mm -hmm. And I, it was a little bit puzzling to me. 
because I'm like, okay, you came in, you saw the way we do it. I showed you, you know, how to put flavors together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you, they, they went back. So, you know, something's missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for this last course, it's more of a, you know, let's talk about cravings. Let's talk about emotional eating. Let's talk mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, non-ideal situations where you want to be healthy in your household and nobody else does and you're the only one wanting to eat the you know sos free but everybody else wants to eat burgers and how to sort of navigate that situation um Mm -hmm. and so this one is called um solutions for a healthy lifestyle and it just sort of uh took of a life of its own um I have a great uh, group of uh, guest speakers that helped me out with this project. So we have doctors talking about immune health and nightshades, and uh, we have a sleep expert, a, a skin uh, a dermatologist, you know, a skin expert. We have a couple of uh, certified life coaches, uh, a psychologist, uh, and it just like sort of took a. <laughs> Life of its own, as I mentioned, you know, I, I talk a lot about, you know, the, the food, the relationship with food, uh, and then the people that help me out is sort of like, you know, the relationship with yourself. And the idea for this course is just to get people to get them to bring out the best versions of themselves. Mm. Uh, sort of like the way I did when I took on this job, even though I was only supposed to be there six months. And now I'm trying to, you know, help others. Whereas mm-hmm. day one, I was only trying to help myself and said, well, I'm just going to learn a little vegan stuff and mm. then, you know, be on my way. And now I'm like, hey, you know, let me let me help out as many people as I can. Um, and so that's kind of <laughs> where I'm I at. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I think, you know, even if you're outfitted with the best, you know, diet and, you know, kitchen and, you know, um, everything, it's, it's really a comes down to mindset. And I think, yeah. you know, what the pandemic has definitely taught me and I think globally, uh, especially Americans is, you know, mental health is very important, but, you know, having that correct mindset of like, you know, because you have people that, you know, emotionally eat and have cravings and, you know, have all, all these dirt it's a lot of nuances in the in-between. So I'm glad that you thought of the third course and to be able to deliver, to kind of fill the, you know, those little gaps. So greatly, greatly appreciate it. So, yeah. and I'll definitely, I, uh, I imagine as a doctor, you probably see patients where you're like, well, did you take your medicine? No, you know, you're supposed to take it. Yeah. And then there's something there that's blocking them. There, there's, so there's yeah. other things right, other than just the physical part of it. Yep. There's some definitely. aspects of it. Definitely. Um, and so that's yeah. kind of what what I try to tackle with that one. Yeah. Well, I am uh, definitely going to you know put that in our show notes um, so everyone can check it out. Uh, Chef Ramsey, thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, you know to be able to you know get everything set up and show us a great example of so you know SOS free cooking um, in the whole food plant based you know realm. So I greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, thank you for your continued work at True North and, you know, just everything that you do. Thank you, Colin. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. If you like this, please like and subscribe and comment. And if you feel that this is a benefit for someone else, please let them know as well. And until the next episode, please say goodbye to Chef Ramsey. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thank you.
Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.